0: Welcome to Live Free Creative, the podcast that provides inspiration and ideas for living a creative, adventurous, and intentional lifestyle. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and I hope that each time you listen, you feel a little bit more free to live your life exactly the way you want to live it. Hi there, friends. Welcome back. This is episode One Hundred and Two. Part two. This is the first time I've divided up an episode into two different sections. But as I was talking about my adventures in homeschooling, I had so much to say, I decided to break it up. Part one talks all about the values, mindset, and decision making around the idea of a homeschool education. And this section, part two of episode 102, includes all of the resources that I have pulled together that I want to share with you that our family is planning on using this upcoming year in homeschooling. I'm going to talk through reading and writing and science and geography and anti-racism education and art, all of the different things that we look forward to diving into and some of the very specific programs, books, and ideas that I am so excited to implement in the upcoming months. Before I dive in, I also want to let you know that whether or not you're homeschooling, there are so many fun resources and ideas that I'm about to share that can be used to supplement a traditional school or private school or virtual learning or any program. So go ahead and tune in and see what might work for your family. Without further delay, let's hop into part two of episode 102, and as a general reminder, all of the resources that I share in this section of the episode are linked in the show notes at livefreecreative.co slash podcast. Look for episode 102 and enjoy. I'm going to start with reading fluency because Plum is working on her reading fluency. I think starting in pre-K all the way to like first, second, those are the general timelines for learning to read and gaining some reading fluency. And although she is reading, we are definitely still working on reading fluency and being able to read easily and love it. So I've mentioned ABC Mouse before, but I have to mention it again because we really love the program. It's a paid program, but it's not very much a month. It's like maybe $10 a month. And it has this online learning journey, and it actually shows the little learning pathway that has games, it has lessons, it has some activities, like it will include Art and a memory matching game and all of these different ways proven ways to help a child learn to read and read well she's been using it for a long time and we really like it so I'm gonna just go ahead and link that for you I let her play for about 15 to 20 minutes at a time and then she usually will want to switch to something else unless she gets like really into a specific aspect of it I think that it's just a great supplement now in addition to that, we also use Hooked on Phonics. I know I've mentioned these maybe pretty recently. Hooked on Phonics is really great because I love the combination of the online and the in-person reading. So it's an it's an app. You can go on and use the app, which she does use. But I also love the actual hands-on learning program. They send every month a workbook and a couple early reader books with some practice exercises. And you can um, read the books, you can mark them off. There's these stickers that they send. So each time she does a lesson, she gets to put a sticker in the top, and that's all included, which feels really nice. And so We sort of change back and forth between ABC Mouse and Hooked on Phonics to keep it sort of low pressure, but also continually every day be working on reading. This is something we do over the summer as well. We'll continue doing this in the school year. In addition to that, for all of my kids, I love Epic Reading Library. There's a link where you can read free for 30 days and kind of try it out before you decide whether or not you want to invest in it. At this time, especially where we're all home and the libraries at least our local libraries aren't open anymore they open them briefly and they close them again I have been struggling to have a continuous flow of books for my kids to read especially my older boys that read a lot Epic has 40,000 titles and they vary between books that you can read sort of Kindle style. There's picture book where you can flip the pages and actually see the illustrations. There's also audiobooks. So you can have the app read books to you which is such a bonus because sometimes a kid wants to listen to a story and that actually continues to develop their learning and reading literacy ability even though they're not looking at the words which seems counterintuitive but it's true. Listening to audiobooks continues to develop your reading abilities as well. So Epic is a huge resource that we're going to rely on for homeschooling. Um, I have some sight word flashcards that I think are fun. I tend to love the phonetical style of reading. I'm not a reading expert by any stretch of the imagination, but I do love to read and I love, um, I noticed with my boys especially that this sounding out and learning sort of the phonetics of reading was really important for them in their learning to read, And sight words (laughs) are so helpful to just jump ahead a little bit to like be able to improve a little bit of the fluency and have some more familiarity. So we are doing some flashcards with those, which is different for me, but it's fun. I also really love using uh, manipulatives. And what we've been using lately are Bananagrams. So Bananagrams or even like Scrabble tiles are all the little tiles with letters. And so Plum can spell out words. We can make sentences. We can do something like, put a couple letters down like at, for example, and then have her interchange the first letter and work on all of the different types of words that you can make. So there's a lot of ways to use different manipulatives as well. So those are some of the things we're learning for reading fluency with Plum at her young age. Let me jump into some middle grade or a little bit older elementary school reading resources. I'm so excited to include Bravery Mag as one of the resources that we're gonna use for homeschool. Bravery, if you haven't heard of it, is a quarterly publication. So there's four that come throughout the year. And they're these beautiful, really consciously made magazines meant for elementary and middle school age children with a focus on female leadership. And so each edition, there is one strong female lead that is highlighted. In addition to that, there's educational activities and some different traits and Values that are talked about and discussed, and and a great jumping off point for conversation in the family. I think it is a perfect way to mesh together some principles based learning as well as the reading and activities that are included. So we're going to be leaning on Bravery Mag for some of our uh, reading resources, and it'll just be a fun option for my kids as well to have that as one of their choices for reading. Next, I have to mention Literati for the same reason that we're doing Epic, and those are online reading, which is great, but my kids also love reading books in person. And for Elliot's birthday last month, we got him a subscription to Literati, which is a monthly book subscription service. I looked through probably 10 different book subscription services before I landed on and decided to use Literati. Basically, they have this team of experts based on the, the sort of reading level that you choose. They choose five books to send each month, along with some fun extras that are reading related. So last month, Elliot got some stickers that were personalized that were like book, what are they called? Like this book belongs to, you. I think there's a name for those book plates maybe. So, um, and a cool print that had like this beautiful book. It was an illustration. Those things you keep. And you can read through and decide if you want to keep any of the five books or not. And you only pay for the ones that you keep. And you send the others back in a postage paid envelope. So it's $10 a month for the subscription to land at your doorstep. And then you choose which books to keep and pay for those. I feel like I'm paying for the extras and for the choices, which is really nice to just have them come to my door. And then I told Elliot he can choose three books a month. I love that the pricing on the books, they they price match below what you would pay on Amazon, which is generally a pretty low price for a book. They um, take another percentage off of that. So you're definitely paying the lowest price that you could find for the titles that they choose. And they're just fantastic and fun. And, and it feels like an easy way for me to have a bunch of new books arrive at the doorstep not to mention that in seven days Elliot can read a couple of the books (laughs) and so he can read it and then send it back if he wants and uh, as you know he takes good care of them and so that is totally part of the subscription you know look through them get a feel for them and keep the ones that you want to keep and reread over and over again right now on my blog there is a link for a $20 credit so you can join Literati and have a $20 credit already in your account so when your first box comes you can look through your titles and take $20 off of whatever you choose to keep which feels like a fun bonus. There's a couple subscriptions I have sprinkled through my resources and I think that it makes me excited because I know that something will be coming in the mail and that that kind of contributes to the flow and the fun of the homeschooling curriculum and so I'm super excited about literati and about bravery as part of the reading that we do and I guess that's the same thing for the hooked on phonics coming every month I'm like oh it's here like now we know what to do for the next few weeks so it's really fun to include some of those bonuses these are things that we do anyway and we're adding them into our homeschool curriculum they're normally supplements to my kids public school but they get to be part of our learning which is great because they're doing it anyway. So see how easy that is? (laughs) Uh, In addition to those things, we are going to be doing a family book club. This is just an exciting thing that I have wanted to do for a long time, but we are going to be all reading the same book. I may read it aloud to Plum, we may find a picture book version, I haven't chosen these books yet, but once a month we're going to read a book together and not together at the same time, but everyone in the family will read the book and then we'll do one special book club meeting where we have a fun themed dinner around the book. We can talk about the book, have some discussion questions, just like if we were in my regular adult book club except for it will be a family book club. So I'm super excited to include that uh, that feels like it relies on that connection that I'm so excited about for homeschooling. Okay, let me jump into some math resources. We are going to use Prodigy Math online, which I absolutely love. Years ago, Milo asked for a subscription to Prodigy Math for his birthday. He liked it so much. They did it at school and he wanted to have the premium membership to be able to do it at home. But a premium membership, by the way, is only $5 a month. So we happily bought him a math online game membership for his birthday. I think he was turning eight and we've used it ever since. Some things that I love about Prodigy are that it feels like a video game for the kids. So it's really engaging and gamified, which is so fun. It follows a standard curriculum. You actually can go in through your parent portal and choose what state you live in and what grade. And it gives your kids the math resources that they, you know, the the sort of reinforcement of ideas for that particular personalization. And also, it's such a bonus that my kids love it. They love playing it. So um, both... Elliot and Milo have this subscription. Uh, Plum doesn't play it yet, but she's not really into that type of game yet anyway. So we're going to do that, and that's really fun. And through my parent portal, I can track their progress. So I can give them an assignment, for example, say 15 minutes of Prodigy Math or 20 minutes of Prodigy Math might be something that we put on their schedule for a math reinforcement for one of the days, and they will be thrilled about that. Uh, The same thing for Adventure Academy, which I know I've mentioned before on the podcast as well. So ABC Mouse does not only reading, although we focus on it a lot for that, but it also has math programming. And Plum does some of that within her sort of learning pathway. Once you graduate from ABC Mouse, though, the next sort of, program for the using the same company is Adventure Academy. And we subscribe to this back in the spring for my boys, and they really like it as well. Um, it's a little different from Prodigy, which Prodigy more reinforces math concepts that they're working on outside of the game itself, where Adventure Academy teaches some of those concepts. They're sort of guides throughout the program. They have these like challenges to do and quests to go on and they'll maybe go into a museum, like a pretend museum in this game, and there will be a little blinking light next to an exhibit, and they'll go over and click on the exhibit, and it will pop up with uh, a description of what they would be learning about if they were in a real museum, for example, so it might teach you all about Italian sculpture this sculpture that you're looking at on the screen and then as you learn that then you go through to different pathways and you can actually kind of fulfill your challenges by learning through the game which is a little bit different than just sort of the reinforcement of it so we're planning on using that as well there's a free trial for that it's a month-long trial available if you use the link on my homeschool resources page so you can see if your kids like it and if they do like it I think it's about seventy dollars for the year which again feels like a great resource. I want to quickly mention a couple games that we will use for math. Um, Cover Your Assets is not like an advanced math game, but it's really fun. It's a fun game if you haven't heard of it. And at the end, you count up your money. You, You count up all of the things that you've earned. And so it's just a good like basic reinforcement in a fun way of some basic counting skills. Also the 24 game, which I'm just learning about, but it's a really, really great Uh, problem solving game especially for addition subtraction multiplication and division and it can be sort of played up or played down depending on your level so it's something I think all of my kids will be able to use and it's like a six dollar card game so super easy entry into a little bit more of play learning for math. I think I'll mention here as well that in addition to all of the sort of flexible out there resources that I have I also found a couple really simple books like workbooks that for the first and fourth grade they're all in one and these are linked on this homeschooling resource as well they're all in one books that follow the curriculums for a basic sort of general curriculum so I will know looking at the workbook what sort of principles and topics my kids should, you know would be doing if they were in school this year in public school um, and for middle for middle school it actually there's a separate math book that goes through the entire middle school like from sixth all the way to ninth grade and so we can just start working through it Milo actually really loves math and he's very bright at it like it, it, he's adept at it and so this is something that he'll be able to work at his own pace to go as far as he's interested in, um, or as much time and and effort as he needs to kind of work through it. And so I plan on using the online resources, the Prodigy and Adventure Academy and some of these games, as well as some in-person instruction and focus as we work through some of the workbooks that are just really simple, basic, flexible workbooks. I feel like I, I'm confident enough in my ability to understand and teach something, uh, that I can sort of learn and teach along with them. I mean, hopefully I understand at least the basics of these math concepts from first, fourth, and sixth grade. And anything that I don't remember completely, I can learn along with them in order to help them understand it. That's my plan at least. Okay, let's jump into writing resources. I have a couple really fun ones I'm excited about. I have mentioned before on the podcast the loom journal it's a connective journal meant for partnership journaling between parent and child. This is going to be such a fun writing tool during this homeschooling because it's something that I want our kids to be doing anyway along with me. It already has prompts questions and some uh, ability to create conversation within the journal format itself so I've linked that on the resources and I'm going to just incorporate it into our weekly writing assignments. There will be a day where their writing assignment will be to do the next page in their Loom journal. Another resource that I'm so excited about is that I have found my kids' pen pals who live across the country. I have a good friend whose kids' ages line up almost exactly with mine. And I asked her if they would be interested in doing a pen palship. So my plan is twice a month, They'll write letters to each other and I'm going to do a Google sheet that has some very basic framework just to kind of get a jumping off point of like what's your favorite? what are your favorite activities or um, what do you like to do on a Saturday, things like that as they learn to introduce themselves and also get to know their pen pal by writing a letter every other week and hopefully we'll get on a schedule where they send a letter and then the next week they get a letter and then they send a letter and then they get a letter. I'm adding that to our our weekly assignments of either um, writing or receiving your pen pal letter and I think it's just going to be a really fun way to in the real world reinforce some writing skills and also for them to get fun mail and make a new friend. I have a couple more here so the Story Pirates podcast is one of my very favorite kids podcasts and at the end of every single episode they give a prompt for a story. Uh, uh, they have some upcoming themes or ideas, and we often are in the car when we listen to it, and we say, "Oh, we should write a story about that." And then we don't actually do it. And so I'm going to use the story prompts from Story Story Pirates podcast as our creative writing assignments, where my kids can listen to the podcast, and they're so fun and so engaging, and then give them the assignment to actually write a story using whatever the prompt is and we'll send those into Story Pirates and just have that become part of part of our routine. In addition, I don't know if you've heard of Letterfolk Passports. Letterfolk is most famous probably for their letter boards. They were one of the first companies who sort of brought back the vintage style letter board. They have such a fun Instagram. Um, I, I really love letter boards i love their company they're super intentional they have a really cool style and one of the things that they've started creating in the last several years are these passports they're just little tiny books that have places for you to write For example, a passport for tacos, which I don't have, but I should get one of these, where every time you have a a taco, you write down in it. I mean, maybe not every time, maybe not Taco Bell, but like anytime you go get a fun taco at a different restaurant, you write down and it prompts like, what did you like about it? Where was it? What was the time? What was the style? And so these passports I'm planning on using for... Um, some of the experiences so I got some for outings for the kids for our field trips and visits to local parks I got the museum one for our museum visits I got um, a passport for books so as my kids read books over this next semester they can not only read the book but then use their writing skills to reinforce as they write down in their book passport what book they read what they thought about it who their favorite character was and this is all just self-contained in these beautiful little books and these little letter folk passports. So I'm super excited about those. And then the last thing that I wanted to mention is I found this great book called How to Write a Super Sentence. It's gauged for younger kids, but I think it will be really helpful for all of my kids and even for me. Just the breakdown of what makes a beautiful sentence, what makes a clear idea sent out into the world. So we're gonna work through that as we're working on our story building and things like that as well with our writing skills. Okay, so I mentioned math, reading, and writing. Those are our main everyday subjects. And then some of the other subjects that we're going to be rotating are science and art and history and geography. Um, And we're gonna do some life skills like cooking and sewing. So let me jump into some science resources. These are things that will each be assigned a day. The science, you know, maybe we'll do science on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then in those days, we will choose from these resources. So Kiwi Company Crates. I'm sure all of you have seen these. We've used them on and off over the years. We're so excited to jump in. It feels like a really good time. Again, subscription (laughs) to have these really cool STEM boxes. So STEM stands for something about science, technology, engineering, math, I think, uh, have these arrive to our house every month where the kids each have a project or two to complete that fulfills some tactile learning, some art projects, and the science piece. I'm so excited. So we're getting a, a kiwi box for Plum, a doodle box for Elliot, and a tinker box for Milo. But I think that there will be crossover in who plays with what and how we work on them together. Uh This is just a really fun way to dig in hands on to some science and you know tactile I would also say art as well. I should mention that the link on my blog under homeschool resources for KiwiCo gives you a 30% off your first month so you can try it out and see what you think again. I'm super excited about all of these boxes that are going to be arriving with the homeschooling resources just right inside for us. The next thing that I want to share about science is that we're going to be doing a lot of hiking. One of our big plans for the semester is to begin to section hike the Appalachian Trail, which has 500 miles of the Appalachian Trail are in the state of Virginia. And that's also close. So we are going to do some hiking and backpacking. I think that on the trail is how I learned some of my favorite things growing up. Um, We're going to talk about some biology, ornithology, some geology, and astronomy. I'm so excited about the astronomy. I love the stars. I found these three incredible um, books about the basics of astronomy and stars and also constellations, how to locate them, and some constellation hopping, which we're going to do when uh, we're out camping because the sky is, the stars are so much easier to see when you're outside of the city because of all the light pollution in the city. So I'm super excited about that. Um, I'm also picking up a couple local guidebooks as far as like the birds of Virginia and the native um, plant species that we will be able to recognize and start to highlight as we're hiking and on the trails this upcoming semester. Another thing that I have been super excited about that I've mentioned on Instagram is the Geocache app. So a few months ago at the beginning of quarantine, we discovered geocaching. I had heard about it but never done it, and it's been a really fun pastime. The idea is that you use these GPS coordinates through the Geocache app, and there's locational clues as well, and you actually go find these hidden little caches and often they're they're tiny things like a a die or a stamp or maybe a cool rock or keychain or something they're like these little things and I think historically you might like take something and leave something in the geocaching but we haven't done that we've just like found it and then put it back I think that the problem solving and the directional components to this are both really fun and engaging so we're planning on doing some geocaching Next, I'm going to talk about some art resources. I love art. I love making. That goes without saying, the creativity. And I have found a couple of resources that are going to just take some of the preparation work off of my shoulders. And I'm actually really excited about this first one is a watercolor class for kids that my friend Jansen has been raving about for a year and I texted her and said okay tell me about it I'm excited to do it so I joined and I actually started watching it already the link to this uh, I think it's simplified classes or simplicity classes you can find the link on my blog as well as a 15% off discount which makes it under like barely over $20 for this class that you can use it's it's online instruction but you can watch it at your own pace I've already watched the first several videos and my plan is to incorporate all of the first beginning videos into one lesson so learning about the supplies sort of getting set up and some very basic technique we'll do that all in one lesson and then from there on each of the lessons so there's about nine or eight or nine different projects where the lesson is an all-in-one you get yourself set up just like you had learned in the first lesson but then each lesson has a full project that you do so a a learn to paint ice cream cones for example or learn to paint a tree and so my plan is to just have one hour set aside each week for art for watercolor and we'll put this on I'll just screen mirror it up onto our tv and we can all do this watercolor together $20 for at least 10 weeks of art classes for all of my kids and myself together. I'm super excited about it. Not to mention that I think kids love painting just in general, like it's fun to have the paints, it's fun to make a mess, it's fun to learn about color theory, which is one of the things she goes over. So I'm very excited about the watercolor class for kids that we're gonna start very soon. Next is indigo dyeing. My friends, I've talked a lot about my indigo class and after I watched this watercolor class, I realized that my indigo dyeing online workshop is a perfect resource for a homeschool art class. Not only do I share all of the ins and outs of the indigo dyeing itself but I love I'm obsessed with everything surrounding indigo so I talk about the history I share all about the chemistry of what's actually happening in the processing of the indigo why it's so different than other types of dyes and then you go on and do this hands-on project so I have marked down my own indigo dyeing online courses normally $25 for just the workshop it's about an hour and 45 minutes long when you do the whole thing but there's I think seven or eight different videos within that I've marked it down 15% using the code HOMESCHOOL. You can find the link for that on my blog. Uh, so HOMESCHOOL, and you can use my Indigo Dying course as part of your own resources, whether your kids go back to school or not. It's a really fun project to do together at home, great for kids and for adults. And I have a few supply boxes that I am going to be um, kidding this week and they should be ready by this weekend. So if you want the supplies along with the class, then it goes up to $75, but you can also use the 15% off for that. So either the supplies shipped to your door with the online course or just the course itself and you can grab supplies on your own. Either one, it would be a really fun thing to institute for your own art. Okay, I'm winding down. Next, I want to talk just briefly about geography and history. Geography is one of my was one of my favorite things to learn in school and it's still something that I love. I love maps and I love knowing where things are and I don't know where everything is but I feel like I'm pretty good at kind of figuring it out and I love learning. Some of it has to just be memorized but it's really fun. The other day we were at my kid's blacktop at their school. The school playground is closed but the blacktop has a painted world map and it also has a painted map of the United States on it and they're huge like the states are maybe... Two feet by two feet, or maybe 18 inches by 18 inches, or, you know, of course, that's like a general average because the states are all different sizes, but it's a pretty big map. You can stand on the states, for example. And we had so much fun jumping around from state to state, and I was, um, we tried to go through the alphabet. In alphabetical order. So I know that song Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut. How many of you? Raise your hand if you learned that song. I learned the alphabet state song. I love it. So we went through and hopped from state to state in alphabetical order. And it just was such a good reminder of how learning geography can be so fun. Learning all of these things can be so fun. Two, uh, well, I have three resources I want to share with you, but one of them is just these simple maps. So um, I got these puzzles. They're Melissa and Doug brand maps one is the of the USA and i love that the there's some complaints on amazon about how the the states are not puzzles like they don't have the inter locking of puzzles but I actually love that they don't because they're this they're the shape of the states with the exception of some of the teeny tiny ones on the east coast each puzzle piece is a state shape and so they can be used independently of the puzzle itself so we're going to be using that for some reinforcement of geography and also as we learn about history in different regions we can use different sections of this puzzle it's like a 12 dollar puzzle or something it's so great and it's really high quality and I also just got the one of the continents, so it's the world map and it just has the continents, which is a really good place to start when you're taking a whole like globe look, and then we can get into the individual countries using different types of resources. So that will be a fun way to just put together the map, and then once it's out, you can use it as a map and take pieces out and talk about different things. Anyway, I'm excited about that. The next resource that I have is one that I have been so looking forward to diving into deeper. My friend Preethi from Local Passport Family put together a global children's book club over during quarantine. So it's it actually just officially ended, but all of the resources are live. It's 26 different countries, each using one of the letters of the alphabet. And there's a picture book associated with the country in a lot of cases written by someone from the country itself. And then different resources, whether recipes or craft projects or a virtual field trip, all about the country. So we're gonna be using the Global Children's Book Club. It's a free resource just available online and uh, choosing the countries that we wanna dive a little bit deeper into and we can use all of her resources to kind of facilitate that learning. Okay, and are you ready for another subscription box that I am so, so excited about? It's called Universal Yums, and it is a snack box that comes each month with snacks from a different country from around the world. Savory and sweet, both like treats and maybe pop chips or rice chips or seaweed or whatever it is, depending on the country, it's only $24. I think there's a $14 one, but I wanted the $24 one. I I looked at it and thought, I spend $24 a month on snacks like snack foods easily like within my monthly grocery budget so this is so fun to have this box of treats arrive all from a different country and they also include a brochure that has I mean I say brochure but I guess it's kind of like a little a little book inside it a little mini pamphlet with information and facts and also like a place to rate the different snacks and what you thought about them. I just think the whole thing is really fun. I mean, I love treats. I love treats being mailed to me. I love treats from different countries being mailed to me. And I love learning about the country while I eat the treats that were mailed to me from that area. So we're incorporating Universal Yums into our homeschooling program where we can sit around and enjoy these treats but also use that as a jumping off point to focus on a specific country, some of its history, where it is in the world. See how all of the things start to kind of meld together. And you start to create not only like the, oh, I'm sitting down learning about history, but like I'm eating this really fun, random... Chip from this country in Europe that I didn't even know where Europe was. And now we can put together the puzzle and see where it is. And we can hop to Preeti's uh, thing and see, you know, some more of the history and context about it. And we can maybe look up a couple books on Epic that have to do with that. And then we can write about it in our letter to our pen pal and talk about it around the campfire while we're watching the stars. You guys, my homeschooling adventures <laughs> are making me so happy. And we haven't even begun. Okay, the last couple of things. I'm super excited to include anti-racism education as part of our homeschooling curriculum. We are going to be relying on some of the books that I have already read stamped for my middle grade kids, which is... So great. I read it myself and loved it, and so we'll be using that for sure. Um, Clean Getaway, I've talked about before by Nick Stone, was phenomenal for my younger readers. So Plum and Elliot, it's perfect for them. And another, you know, that's a book that we can read and talk about together. In addition to that, I have raved about on Instagram, and I'm going to rave about it here for a minute, the Daily Anti Racism emails that Nicole Cardoza is putting together now with her staff. She has a staff of people writing. It is literally an anti-racism email every single day of the work week that has a thoughtful topic, articles, resources, quotes, and ideas for how to implement or be involved or move the needle on whatever that particular thing is in your own life, your own community, your own family. So relying heavily on this incredible resource, you can sign up for free and you also can donate via Patreon, Venmo, PayPal. I just became a Patreon member and so I am donating a little bit every month as a thank you for this incredible, robust resource. So I'm excited to have a little briefing about some of the topics that come up and make sure that we're continuing our anti-racism education in our home. Um, The First Name Basis podcast, I have uh, Jasmine Bradshaw coming on this show in a few weeks and that will also be an ongoing resource for me as the mom and then to be able to translate some of that information down to my kids, making sure that that's an active part of our as a, of our schedule which is going to be really fantastic. And I mentioned briefly about these workbooks and they're all on the homeschool resource page but so I am I do have a couple just general workbooks that are sort of all in one and I'm excited about those. They're not like a full homeschool curriculum program. They're actually meant to be supplementary studying for someone who's in a traditional public school program or or private school even. It's just a kind of loose outline guideline, which I'm excited to have that. And I do love the idea of my kids doing some hands-on work, like actually writing with a pen and paper. For me, that's how I love to learn. I actually, I mean, many of you know I use a paper planner. It's so much easier for me to just get my thoughts down on paper. I love learning on paper. I'm very visual of a learner. And so having that tactile sort of hands-on hands in the education feels really important to me and some of my kids I I want them to at least have that option so along with some of the digital learning options we have these hands-on workbook pages that they can do not for busy work but just to add to the sort of roundness of the learning that we're doing and then just as kind of a final note I mean that's pretty much it but there's lots of just fun kind of random things like sewing lessons. I'll include every once in a while my kids want to learn to sew and we'll incorporate that into our schedule. I already do a lot of in the kitchen training with my kids they all know how to so they actually rotate making lunches right now for all of us that are home during the day they all know how to make a few different things for breakfast they help me make dinner so we're going to be uh, choosing some specific things I actually am going to ask them what are some of the things that they want to learn that we can do some cooking and baking school together since we're home and we need to eat and then, so much of what I want for them is free time to play and to create and to imagine, and that's a lot of what quiet time will be around here. And also, when we go on field trips and outings, we'll make sure to dig into whatever it is we're learning, whether it's the area or a particular, you know, plant or or a museum or something. And then also just have time to wander and to explore and to wonder about things. We can just enjoy the pace of allowing our imaginations and our uh, curiosity to take us places. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, Rick Ackerley, who said, create the conditions that facilitate kids educating themselves. If I can create opportunities for my kids to get excited and interested and, and want to know more about something, and then help them as we as i as i teach them how to learn how to discover things how to find answers those are the skills that will help them through everything that they go through throughout their lives and as a final note there's no real resource for basic sort of life skills and habits. Uh, We do this as part of our family meetings every year. At the beginning of the year, we um, ask the kids, what are some goals that you have for this year? What are some things that you'd like to learn? For example, for this year in January, we talked about some upcoming goals and Plum's goals were to learn how to ride her bike independently, to learn how to swim more confidently without her floaty, to learn how to tie her shoes. Like There are a couple sort of just general life skills and 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 progress things one of milo's goals was to watch all of the marvel movies in order (laughs) so you know different ends of the spectrum but all totally okay i love this question of what are your goals what do you want to learn about what do you want to do both things that will help you in your daily life and also things that you're just interested in. Um, I know that with Milo, I'll be doing some video editing. That's something he's asked about for a long time. He loves watching YouTube. He loves seeing videos. He would like to have a YouTube channel. And uh, I don't know if we'll do that and go that far, but I know how to edit video. And so this is something that I can help him with so we can add it in um, to the curriculum and the homeschool. And that's a skill that will be really helpful, whether or not he becomes a film producer or editor, doesn't matter even as a a person and as a parent it's really fun to have some of these skills so we'll focus a little bit on that anyway and I realize that now coming to the end of this now over an hour long episode that it feels like whoa that could be a lot like those are a lot of different things I think focusing back on those values of curiosity connection determination progress and freedom that kind of guides the process so we have a basic loose outline in the mo- of, of morning studies we know we do math reading and writing every day and then you know that will probably be the first hour of each day nine to ten and then ten to eleven will you know rotate through different subjects and eleven to twelve will rotate through different subjects some of those may just be a half hour each because my kids Uh, actual attention span for something like maybe we only do geography for for 20 or 30 minutes and we pack up and put it away and move into our art lesson Uh, I'll do a loose outline for those things make sure that they have some choices that you can do prodigy or if you'd rather just work out of your workbook you can do that too Uh, let them kind of help self-guide the things that they they want to do within the framework that I've created and then some quiet time and, and curiosity time, and imagination time, entertain yourself time, and then moving into outings and field trips and supplementary things that we would do in a normal school year that we will continue to do along with our homeschooling education. So those are all of the the thoughts that I have for now. I think that my enthusiasm has probably come through pretty clear. I, I mentioned last week that once I made the decision – Homeschool is going to be the best option for us this year for a variety of reasons. After the decision came the ability to just be so excited and to start the planning and the uh, the the fun. I mean, that's where all the curiosity and the invention and the the resources and the pooling things together and the learning has been for me. I get to learn along this journey as well. I get to progress and connect and be creative as the mom uh, and and dad Dave will be involved on, in a lot of things that we do although we've chosen together as a family we chose that Dave will go to work at his office like he does and that I will do the morning homeschooling and some of the afternoons a couple afternoons a week he'll probably come home early and take over some of the outings and some of the field trips and things like that and um, so we'll, we'll break it up a little bit and of course whenever I'm out of town which I mean isn't happening a lot lately but I do go out of town from time to time I have my really fun retreat uh, live free creative camp coming up in November and so I'll be gone for almost a whole week then and so because of sort of the framework and the schedule and having a baseline curriculum Dave will be able to work from home and manage the homeschool schedule while I'm gone so we just have high hopes and uh, and along with that I don't really have a firm attachment to outcomes right now. I don't feel like super stressed out about hitting milestones or any particular thing that we need to do no matter what. I feel really good about the making progress, inspiring creativity, developing curiosity, building connection and allowing ourselves to feel the flexibility that comes inherent with this type of schooling. I'm super excited about it. So please let me know if you have any questions. I have not nailed down our exact schedule but I will be happy to share that when I do I'll probably share it in a blog post so that I can share some sort of visuals of what that's going to look like in case that would be helpful for you and I hope that the resources that I've shared and more than that even that the mindset and the um, idea of discovering your values and determining what works for you and your family and then feeling allowing yourself to just be excited and feel good about it uh, that creates just such a lightness and an ability to, move forward leaving some of the stress behind that will inhibit our learning and allow us to embrace all of the learning that is naturally going to take place because as humans we're built for that we're built for curiosity and for progress and if we don't get in our own way then magical things can happen Thank you so much for being here, for listening. Like I mentioned, if you have any questions, I would love you to share them with me. You can leave those in the comments of today's show notes at livefreecreative.co slash podcast. Just go ahead and leave a comment there. I check those all the time and I will respond to you there. I would also love to just mention once again about Live Free Creative Camp. I just barely mentioned it, but there are three spots available. There are only three left for November 4th through 8th in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. If you're planning on homeschooling, you might need a break by then. (laughs) If you're like me and you run a small business or you uh, have some creative projects you like to do on the side and you are looking at a semester ahead of your kids being home, whether homeschooled or digital learning, and you feel like in a couple months, you will absolutely need to have some time just set apart to focus and to work on building your own creativity and making space for your own needs for a little while. That is what Creative Camp is meant for. It's a space of community. It's a space where all of your needs are taken care of with an incredible menu, Um, created by my friend Lena who comes in she makes all of the food there she's a holistic nutritionist and chef an incredible surrounding the home that we're staying in is gorgeous right on the beach in Outer Banks Uh, we do daily meditation and yoga that's facilitated at the camp we have community forum where we have some time for peer review and we also have a lot of time set aside for deep work sessions where you can just dig in to Your creative work, to writing, to reading, to learning, to planning, or just to daydreaming and relaxing if that's what you need. So uh, you can head to the show notes to find out more about Live Free Creative Camp. I'll mention again that there are scholarships available for women of color or any marginalized group. So if you fit that category and you'd like to come at a discounted rate, um, go ahead and, and check the show notes to get the process for that. And I will love to see some of you there. I know I'm already really looking forward to it as a little bit of a respite from what is sure to be a really fun and also a really exciting and full upcoming semester. And so having a few days set aside for me to dig into something on my own for my business is going to be really fun. Okay, that's all for now. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. I would love if you think that it has been helpful for you and it has made you think a little differently or feel inspired or feel better or you're excited about one of the resources that I shared. I would absolutely love if you would share this episode with your friends, family members, take a screenshot, put it on social media, put it on Facebook. The more moms who can feel a little bit better about what's coming up over the next couple months with their kids, I think the better off we'll all be. If we can support each other in making a personal decision for our families and feeling really supported in that, that would be amazing. So thank you so much for sharing this episode. I hope that you have a wonderful one and I can't wait to dive into a new topic next week that will help you live a more creative, intentional and adventurous lifestyle.